I think I, I understood your question in that manner that you were not sure how much it means to us, this game, or how much we are... What, what did you mean by the question when you asked for preparation? Pretty much, you said. Look, I know, I know. We're all human beings. Exactly. We won't, we won't but know. that was the more... I understood it like attitude-wise. Are we really... Is, it, is the game important to us? How will we go? And I saw a brilliant attitude. I saw boys who were fighting with all they have. We, did, we didn't behave like somebody who became um, um, chairman a week ago. So, like, it's not important. So, we, that was all good. That was newly crowned English champions Liverpool's German manager Jurgen Klopp after a humiliating defeat at the hands of outgoing champions Manchester City. The day started brightly for the champions with the guard of honor. However, it didn't end well as their former starlet Raheem Sterling scored for the very first time against his former side in 11th attempt to humble the champions. Despite looking ominous all through the season, Liverpool might need some reinforcements. We'll discuss this in a while, but first the transfer window. The transfer window usually opens July the 1st. Normally, teams would unveil their new signings, plan for the season ahead while the players are taking a much-needed vacation or in some of them serving their country in a major international tournament. We have moved to a new normal and consequently the sports world is more flexible than it has ever been. Leagues that were formed on deadlines are looser than ever before. Some would say leagues are trying to find ways just to be relevant to cut the losses. The Premier League spent a whopping $1.4 billion in 2019 summer transfer window, 158 million more than previous summer. It was the fourth consecutive year that magic 10-figure threshold was eclipsed. The outgoing transfer amount was $800 million, much higher than $360 million of the previous year. Chelsea have been the biggest spenders in the Premier League era, forking a whopping $1.7 billion, whereas Manchester City are a close second who are currently under financial fair play, or you could call financial foul play watch and have a pending Champions League ban. It is highly unlikely the last year's record numbers will be broken. The teams relegated will be the worst hit as they will miss out on over $100 million with a Premier League roster in the Championship. This is why many of the previously relegated teams have struggled in the Championship. Huddersfield, Middlesbrough, Stoke City are all stuttering near the drop zone whereas teams like high spenders Sunderland as well as Bolton, sides that were mid-table Premier League teams are struggling in League 1. This year, the transfer window for the Premier League will officially begin on July 26 and although there is no confirmed close date, it is rumored to be the first week of October. Despite the pandemic, some teams are trying to do their business early. Chelsea have reinforced their front line with the acquisition of Leipzig striker Timo Werner and Ajax standout Hakim Zayak. Chelsea have money to spend after shipping Eden Hazard and Alvaro Morata to Madrid last summer. The 2010s saw a massive surge in transfer spending. This led to players being overvalued and overpaid. Has this pandemic slowed it down or it is just a minor blip? Time will tell. This is Prozol Gotham. Today is July 2nd, and you're listening to the pros and obviso. There were a couple of Premier League games today, but first, the other half of the pros and obviso. Avi how's it going, Avi? Pretty good, man. Uh, actually, the whole day was kind of mixed feeling for me. Why so? Well, first of all, City won, Liverpool lost, 
City gave the guard of honor, but Liverpool won the title. So um, who do you actually support? Uh, well, I mean, you, you obviously know who I support, but... Who? And the, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, See, you need to support just one team. We can't say, I support Barcelona, I support Real Madrid, I support uh, uh, United in the Premier League, I support FC Dallas in the MLS, stuff like that. You just need to pick one team. I don't think so anybody supports FC Dallas, but again... We it's, do. It's, 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 it's United, and then, I mean... It's uh, the best who, team in the MLS. What are you talking about? The best team in the regular season. Yeah, I'll take that. And the, and the worst thing about... No, not, as, not as mediocre as uh, Colorado. It's run by Stan Kroenke. What do you expect? I expected a lot better because LA Rams were actually really good a couple of years ago. I mean, till last year. Yeah, win the, win the Super Bowl. How about that? Aren't Denver Nuggets owned by Kroenke too? Uh, yes, I would, they are. I, I would not like to believe so, but anyway. And also the, also the fact that uh, today was today was the first game in our Thursday night league, and boy, that was hard. That was how many horrible. did you concede? Ten. Half of that, so five goals. Man, listen, I think that was the worst game. I mean, I was playing after like two and a half punts, and the goals that I conceded was uh, it was pretty awful, man. The the game was moving too fast for me today. Uh, just for you, so not for everyone else. So you think everyone else was practicing while you're quarantining? Quarantining yeah, at home. Yeah, because they've been playing. Uh, they asked me to join today, so I thought I would just show up. And yeah, I got humiliated by it. Hey, man, uh, I'm not surprised. Although I do expect a lot better from you, but... The funniest thing was when every time there was a corner, I, I, could, I, could, I could actually smell the beer coming out of people. So <laughs> most of them were pretty drunk. And that's Thursday League for you, man. Talking about Thursday Leagues, usually Premier League games don't happen on a Thursday. Yeah. You can. You might as well put the game every uh, every morning at night, and I wouldn't be surprised because of this pandemic. So yeah, but the games are co- coming thick and fast. And uh, did you get to watch today's game? Allison co- considered four. I thought that was five because I watched Maris put that ball in. Did, did did that get choked off? I think so. But still, four is a lot for champions to concede. I think for me, the game should have been like five three or five four. Because I mean, I I do believe Liverpool had a lot of chances as well. Yeah, Liverpool but, started pretty good, to be honest. They didn't look like they had hangover. Oh, no, it's, it's definitely hangover, man. I was, the most surprising thing for me was Anderson not showing up with a champagne in his hand while City gave, gave them a guard of honor. Hangover did play a part in it, but what I'm trying to say is they began pretty well. You know, Salah hit the post yeah, in uh, the beginning stages. Yeah, like they I said, really the, game, I mean, the game should have been 5-3 or... Five two or something like that, but I mean, listen, nobody cares. Yeah. So when Liverpool wins another game next week, this will be forgotten for sure. This is already forgotten. Nobody cares. You, you go ask any Liverpool fans, say, hey, "How do you feel about the game?" They'll just say, "Ah, we won the title. Who cares?" And you go ask City fans, and I mean, they must be delighted. But again, show up last week. How about that? When you played against Chelsea, that that was that was a game that actually mattered. For you as a United fan, how how does it feel to watch? City and Liverpool play, knowing that both of these teams can't lose. Well, they can lose because Liverpool just lost. So. I mean, City won, so they're your rivals too. We beat City twice this season. What are you talking about? Well, not even twice, thrice. They're ahead of you in the league though. Yeah, but you, you don't get medal for second, being second. They're ahead in Champions League too. Yeah, when they get banned, yeah, we'll see. This year, I mean. At the worst thing, that, that interview by uh, Klopp... Uh, Going after the players, like, no, we did not lose attitude and all. 
yeah, it's just a PR stunt for me. I mean, just to just to prove everyone that hey, we're still in it. We still we still care about the league. But I I guarantee you, as soon as he walked he walked inside the locker room, he he was high fiving all the players and asking where they should be celebrating tonight. They don't care. Uh, anyways, who else was knocked out of the Champions League this year pretty easily by Leipzig? Spurs. Yep, they were rotten today too. Yeah, I did watch that game too, and I. I I, I although I although although VAR had a lot to play, oh, don't even get me started on VAR today, man. I mean, sports were disappointing. Let's not get carried away. They had basically full bill bill of health. Remember when uh, this pandemic started? Before the pandemic, uh, Mourinho complained about having a thin bill of squad, and he had to play like Mora up front because of not having proper strikers and all that. Now he has all, almost everyone fit except for one fourth, I think. I don't know yeah, where you can complain now. It, it was just a bad day for a bad day in the office for Moreno. But the, the the equalizer goal by Spurs that that was pretty bad. It was pretty harsh. Yeah, I I felt bad. I mean, it it could have been a foul too. You know? Do you think Jose is regressing? I mean, he no. has for the last few years. But look at the team, Spurs. I mean, they were 11th when he took over. So I mean, obviously, he needs time to get it done. I mean, if he if he gets supported by the board. And get the players that he actually wants, yeah. But his methods aren't that good, to be honest with you. Um, he doesn't play any attractive type of brand of football. And what concerns me, uh, if I were a sports fan, is the notion that they don't they don't play with with the ball no more. They don't have position. They used to play position football under Pochettino, and now when I look at the stats, they're like well under fifty percent position for like most of the games, especially that- the big games. That has been Mourinho football every, every every with every club. Yeah, every club. But uh, he has to evolve, you know, at a certain point. And he's always had a history of uh, freezing out his, you know, big leaders such as Iker Casillas. And even he fell out with uh, Luke Saw and Martial and these kind of players before. So I won't be surprised, you know, uh, if he falls out with a couple of sports players. And he has always been negative. I, I mean, his press conferences are really good, but... I just have a feeling that Mourinho is is, is not going to be uh, there for long. I mean, that guy is ar- arrogant for a reason. He wins trophy, so he got so the team got to play the way he wants. That's it. Do you know what this means? Three nil, but also mean three premierships, and I won more premierships alone than the other nineteen managers together. Three for me and two for them. <laughs> you serious? So talking about Luxa, it reminds me of the beginning of the transfer window. It was supposed to be yesterday, but since it got delayed, we'll try to look at few signings that weren't that didn't pan out so well. And I think you've made made a list about it. Yep, took me like two minutes and I got it. You probably picked the the ones that that were highly valued and they didn't have proper goals and assists, I guess. Listen, the list that I prepared is not based on the player talent, all right? It's just for this season, the way they perform. That's it. Okay, let's go ahead then. All right, give me a countdown then. Number five. Cancelo, Manchester City. Mm, I, I don't know about that. He hasn't been given enough chances and uh, Kyle Walker is way ahead of me. So that guy cost uh, $30 million and he got 12 appearances uh, so far this season. And he's already in talk to leave City after one season. So, yeah. Anyways, who is in number four? Oh, I think you'll love it. Nicolas Pepe. 
Oh, no. No way. You know how many goals and assists he has? Overall, he has five. not just the he, Premier League. He has eight goals, eight, eight assists. Bro, okay. we're talking about Premier he, League? Yeah, but overall, I mean, you could talk about Premier League too, but overall, he has eight goals, eight assists, only behind Aubameyang in number of goals involved in. So, although he hasn't been that good, but he's still not too bad. And I, I don't think he would be... Like I said, five. like I said, it's not for it's, it's not about the talent, all right? It's about this season. Five goals, six assists in Premier League. That's that gives you an average of five point six million per goal contribution. Okay, I'll teach you maths later, but still, he scored against United. Anyways, anyways, who's third? And Dombele. Tangay and Dombele. Yep, record signing for Spurs. I mean, I'll keep the injury aside, but still, two goals, two assists, and the issue with going on with Mourinho. Listen, I'm not surprised with you because you've listed all the big money signings, but I personally feel bad for Endomele. Um, if there's a segment about the, his injury, I'll, I'll come out later, uh, probably in our podcast sometime later. But he has a hip groin issue that's similar to mine. So I really feel bad for him and I don't think he should be in this list. Who's number two then? Newcastle, Joe Linton. He was in my list too, so I'm, I'm not surprised. 40 million, two goals, two assists, and most important, he wanted to wear number nine of Alan Shearer. That was disastrous. All right, you ready for number one? Let me guess. Go ahead. Moise Khan. Yep, you got it. You're in your A game today, man. No surprises there, man. I, I know. He, although I feel for that dude, he's so young and raw, who has a lot of potential. You know, he came through Juventus ranks. He was scoring goals for Juventus, and now... He's a failure at Everton. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what's going on with him and the manager over there. He has an Italian manager too. Five star in twentieth Premier League. One goal, two assists, thirty-six million cost. That gives you a total about twenty twenty twelve million contribution per goal. Hey, he's way out of Pepe, man. One, one word: miserable. Get that guy out of here, man. No, I think uh, today Ancelotti came out and said uh, he's going to get a fresh start next season. That's actually nice of Ancelotti. He's, he's one of my favorite managers. You know who would be in my top five? Uh, let me guess. David Lewis. Of course. David Lewis. He has to be there. So, so many errors, man. He's a headache. And I don't know why they re-sign him again. And you know who you forgot? Newest Burnley signing, Danny Drinkwater. He's been horrible. Bro, I, I don't think so. He signed this year, man. That was last year. No, he signed on loan last year, but he signed on a permanent basis this year. So I have to count him too. So wait, what, what, what club does he play for now? Burnley. Like I said, I mean, Burnley, who cares yeah. about Burnley? Yeah, but he, he was in a Leicester side that, that won the Premier League. He was in a side that, with Chelsea that won the Premier League, I think a couple of times too. So, All right, here's the thing. If you talk about Leicester being champion, all right, I think of three players. Jamie Vardy, Morris, and Conte. And maybe Schmeichel and uh, Ben yeah, and all those. But is fi- no way, Drinkwater, no way. Get out That's of here. He earned his move to Chelsea. And he, was, he started pretty good, but then he fell out of favor and all that happened. But it's still a, tra- it's still a horrible signing, man. Just, just go look at his stats. He couldn't even get a game. That's how horrible he has been. Anyways, coming up, we'll tell you how Chelsea's new kid sponsor got the better of them. Liverpool could win the league and I might have to move to Papua New Guinea or somewhere. <laughs> Premier League dreams have come true. It's up and Gary. Reaction straight away from Gary Neville. Gary? Gary? Gary! 
stadium sponsor FedEx asked Redskins to change nickname. FedEx paid $25 million to the Redskins for naming rights to the stadium. And now they want them gone. Why now? Why not 10 years earlier? Better late than sorry. Manchester City generously uploaded new champions Liverpool onto the field before their Premier League match on, on Thursday and promptly showed no mercy by trashing them 4-0 at the Etihad Stadium. What a headline. They were generous in scoring goals, weren't they? And finally, if Michael Phelps were a country, he would rank number 35 on the all-time Olympics gold medal ahead of 97 nations. How about that, Michael Phelps? Are you counting Vatican City, Monaco? I mean, 97 nations, so you can count whoever you want. I mean, even India. The one here is not the referee. The referee is hidden in some office at, I think, St. George's Park. I think he's there. Is the, the referee is there. This man on the pitch is not the referee. He doesn't make the, doesn't make the decisions. The main decisions of football now are made by the man in the, in the office. So I don't speak with the, with the assistant referee that today was with the whistle on the pitch. So Avi, what do you think about VAR? The more I talk about VAR, the more frustrated I get every single day. I mean, you just watch one game and you think, hey, VAR can't get any worse than that. And the next game, it does actually prove you wrong. Just get rid of it. I don't care. You're wrong here. I'm in support of technology, and here's why. VR is actually really good. The implementation of VR is wrong, especially in Premier League right now, because they're consulting some other referees like Mourinho said in St. George's. If you're using the VR, the, the referee who's refereeing the game right now should be in, in control of everything. He should not contact FA or someone else outside of the outside of the game, outside of the pitch. The referee who's in charge needs to go look into the camera, uh, look into the monitor, just check if it's correct or not not correct. Okay, yeah. So, like I said, so you said technology, right? Mm-hmm. You mean offside? See, you can't compare inches, but for, but for offside, it has to be absolute offside. You know, like you can't compare millimeters. You know. All right. So yeah, exactly. That that's the whole point. So. Like they introduced goal line technology, just introduce something like offside technology or whatever. But get See, rid of VAR. Get rid. If, if, no. Get rid of VAR. That's the whole point. Like, uh, just have the referee no. go over the monitor if, and look it up. See, see, if 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 you have those millimeters issues, keep the favor of the doubt to the striker. Uh, there have been numerous situations where VAR has worked properly. That's what I'm saying. Just get an offside technology. Have it. Uh, have it implemented at all times. And every time there is a foul decision or, or whatever, red card or goal or you know penalty decision, just have the referee go over to the monitor and look it up. Do not consult VR. That's my whole point. Is so that wrong? In order to look at the monitor, okay? VR is using the monitor. I believe we're talking about the same stuff, but it's just you got a different theory on it and I got different view on it. Like all I'm asking is just have, just have the referee, the main referee to have the overall authority to make the decisions of the yeah, game, that's, not the VR. Yeah, exactly. What you're trying to say is just get rid of VR. You don't have to call it VAR and you, have to, you, and you don't have to go upstairs every time. Have you, have you seen those in MLS? They just have a monitor outside. The ref just goes and look as, looks at the that's, monitor himself. That's, that's, that's what, what we need. I mean, even in Champions League, they, they had that in Champions League where the uh, referee, uh, where the VR has yeah, the so, referee to but, but, but go over. O- overall, my point being is VR 
or, or the technology thing isn't bad at all. It's really good. The implementation, how, how uh, leagues implement it, Premier League use, utilizes it differently, Spanish League utilizes it differently. So it just depends upon implementation. It's really good technology. You know, what I thought initially was it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to, you know, you're going to ruin the momentum of the game and stuff, the flow of the game. But I don't really think it has stopped. So the, the Sterling decision today took three minutes. I mean, those are odd cases. I mean, it, it, oh, right. it happens. Right. But here's the thing. If it takes longer than two minutes, then the referee is confused. And Forget the referee. Everyone is confused if it, if it takes more than two, two minutes. So, yeah, that decision should be no. If, if it takes more than one minute. The, the fifth goal that City scored, it got choked off because of a handball. But if you remember the first leg when they played at Anfield, when Liverpool scored, there was a handball which did not get uh, called by VAR. So... Is it not playing favors? I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, as a United fan, I, I can assure you, VR has played more roles in our goals than any, any team in the league. See, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories or supporting this or that, but see, exactly VR is, the, is, still, the, is still in its initial phases. There will be errors. It won't be 100%. There will be a few errors. Skilling the try, game, that's what I'm saying. I do agree with Mourinho. You know, someone from somewhere else shouldn't control the game. Killing the momentum, that's all. It's a joke. We've gone about VAR this, VAR that. Help the officials out. Clearly they need help. Clearly, we play in the Premier League. The best league in the world. The most watched league in the world. Give them all the help they need because clearly it costs us two points a day. It's a joke. You know whose momentum was severely hampered in the NFL last year? A wide receiver who is probably one of the best ever to grace the game. Antonio Brown? Did you see the video he published yesterday? Oh, uh, working out Russell Wilson? Yep. He's catching deep balls from Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think last week he was with Lamar. This week, Russell Wilson. So we just, I think he's just trying to get some teams, you know. It's just, yeah. I mean, for me, he's still the top three wide receiver if he, if he comes back. So He's still one of the best out there. I, I believe he's going to Seahawks for some reason. Imagine Lockett, Antonio Brown, DK Metcalf, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's, that's going to be one hell of a wide receiver core out there. Anyways, let's see how he progresses next season. Uh, he's got a lot of disciplinary issues. Back to the Premier League. Uh, whose kid is worse? Chelsea's or Bayern Munich's? And why is it Chelsea's? Uh, I, won't, I won't say worse. I mean, I, I feel the way we made the kid uh, is a genius. Saw the future coming. They actually put out number three you know, in honor of uh, the number of goals that they were going to concede against West Ham. So kudos to them, man. Well, whoever... Got it, got it correct as far as West Ham goes. Um, like you said last week, West Ham much needed three points. They were struggling real bad. And uh, they really needed that, those three points. And as for Frank Lampard, I don't know, man. They, they, they defeat City in one week and then lose to West Ham another. That's what yep. happens when you have a really talented but a, but a really young side. Who will last longer in the Premier League? Frankly speaking, Frank or, or fluently speaking, Mikel Arteta? It's, it has to be Lampard. The way Arsenal fans absolutely hammered Wenger at the end of his career, uh, I don't see Arteta surviving there if it's another one of those uh, mediocre seasons. And Lampard is a legend of the team, so uh, I think he'll yeah, and and he already got the money, so he'll get some time with the club. But see, if 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 you see Chelsea's past history, they don't give much time to their managers. Although I think Lampard has a has gotten a free pass. Um, because of this pandemic as well as the transfer ban and stuff. So, 
Uh, I, I see where you're going with that, but uh, Arsenal fans were kind of right in passing uh, Arsene Wenger. Just because although he did great out of Arsenal, last few years, I mean, he shouldn't have uh, stayed too much. He just destroyed his own, own legacy. But um, Arteta, I mean, he's promising, but he's too soft at times. His, his body language is good, but I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of have to go with you. For, uh, Lampard might last longer, all being said. So remember, there was a certain Portuguese babe called Bebe, who was worse for United. Bebe or Gabriel Overton, if you remember both these players, or if you're, yeah. Of yeah. Your, or if you're late into the party, as a United well, fan. Overton, he came from Newcastle, or did he leave? Did, no, did he, he uh, no, he actually went to Newcastle. I believe, he went to Newcastle. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. He was signed by Bordeaux, and Bordeaux had just won the French league in right. 2008 or 9. I'll, I'll just be honest with you, man. There is nothing memorable that these two guys did that actually makes makes me want to choose any of them. So. I don't know. Maybe Overton, just because just because he was bald, and I actually remember his face. That's it. That makes him worse. I don't even remember Bebe. Like honestly, I can't even remember his face. I know he was a signing, and he was probably one of the worst ones. Uh, not as much as Sanchez, but uh, all right. So I got three questions for you. Uh, okay. The first one: most likely to win the next title between these three managers: Lampard, Ole, Arteta. Obviously not Ole. So between okay. Lampard and Arteta, I think I would go with Lampard if you're talking about pure chances. So so you're putting Arsenal ahead of United in terms of winning the next title? I'm, I'm actually, it's a, it's a genuine question. I'm actually asking you. You are, you're actually putting Arsenal ahead of United to win the next title. Is that what you're saying? So you could say that, but what I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm putting Lampard ahead of these three. So that okay. doesn't necessarily mean Arteta will win ahead of Ole. Both might not win. That's that's exactly. what I'm or, gonna say. Or or either or neither three of three oh, of them. I mean, yeah, there's high chances neither three of these will win. But looking at the squad and looking at uh, fresh injections in the squad, although Chelsea have big problems in the back line, um, since you're talking who has the nearest chance or like, you know, earliest chance, I would I would go with Lampard just because I don't see uh, consistency with Ole, man. He just keeps on bringing young young guys in. That that kid Mason Greenwood is looks a real gem. Not gonna lie, he's he's, he's he looks like a proper player. Yeah, his sky is blue. All right, next question. All right, would you pair Bill Belichick with Mayfield, or the Freddy Kitchen Soup with Tom Brady? I would actually love the soup, but I would have to go with Baker and Belichick. I think that might be a deadly duo. Baker can go berserk. He's, he's a really talented kid. He just doesn't have the discipline so far. And I think Belichick could be the mastermind behind it. What about the six-time Super Bowl winner, Tom Brady, man? He's old. He's 42. Average. All right, last question. The office or the friends? Can I pick neither? No, you got to pick one. Since we're all in quarantine, I would say friends. But friends? You're going to pick friends Both. over the office? Both of them are overrated for me. I mean, I I'm not trying to say they aren't good. It's just that people hype them so much that I, I tried to watch a couple of the of, of these shows. Even my some of my friends were, you know, forcing me to watch it. But I watched it. I couldn't get into it, man. It's just it's gross. It's not for me. Enough of that. Let's switch focus to Iberian Peninsula, where that Argentine is said to win his seventh Pichichi, but this time without a league title. 
next. There's a chance for a woman. Oh, they've scored! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Deeney has scored a penalty. He scored. Oh, Troy Deeney has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Real Madrid made hard work of a one-nil win over Getafe on Thursday night to restore their four-point lead in La Liga. And guess who scored? Benzema. Nope. Bale. Nope. Sergio Ramos. No, no La Liga player has scored more goals than Sergio Ramos after the results. Dang. Was it a penalty? Uh, maybe. I don't know. The NBA is in deep discussion of a second bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that were not invited to play in Florida enabling them to participate in mini-training camp and subsequent games against other clubs with a target date of September. So does that mean uh, Cavs-Warriors uh, round five? Let's get the first bubble correct, Pat. Uh, nobody, wants to get the, nobody wants to watch the second bubble. Talking about moving, a couple of highly respected central midfielders have suicides. Miriam Panis is moving to Barcelona, whereas Arthur Melo is moving to Juventus. What do you think? Uh, I just don't get the idea behind this transfer. Like, who is actually winning this? Juventus are definitely getting a better deal out of it. But I don't get the idea behind Barcelona getting a 30-year-old. You know who is winning? We are winning. We, we get some talking points. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Who gives a crap about Arthur and uh, Pijanic or whatever? I do. Pjanic. Pjanic. Okay. Who cares? So Panis was Panis burst into the scene when he was, I think, sixteen or seventeen for Lyon. Um, he's always been coveted as the next big thing. Um, I don't think he's he's a Barcelona fit, to be honest with you. He's the same mold as Frankie De Jong, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he would be sipped next summer or so. I think this is the reason why they did this. Uh, teams don't really have money right now, so either one of these teams. Uh, really wanted to buy one of these players and because they don't have uh, liquidity right now so this is you know it's easier to swap players right now than just outright uh, give cash you know financial situation but, coming in but is it author 23 or something yeah he is wasn't he like the next Iniesta for Barcelona fans they said but he really wasn't as far as I'm concerned and as far so, as Barcelona so, are or, concerned so or help me understand what exactly are Barcelona trying to achieve here yeah, I, I don't think they are. I mean, if it was an American team, if Barcelona was an American team, I would say they are tanking for Tua or tanking for this Trevor Lawrence or something. I don't know what direction are they going here, but it's a loss loss for both of these teams. We move on. Uh, Barcelona getting worse. That's all. So Barcelona got pianists. They're making deals while the summer transfer window is about to start. There couldn't be a bigger news to come out today. Their talisman is set to leap at the end of the next season. We'll tell you who and why up next. Cam Newton says his contract with Patriots is about respect and not money. Newton, who made 100 million during his tenure career, is guaranteed just 550,000 as a part of his one-year deal. His base salary is 1.5 million, which is the minimum for a player with his experience but he can earn up to 6.5 million with in-game incentive bonus. He eclipsed James Winston. I thought nobody would, but... Dude, the, the guys like Hundley, Mason Rudolph, 
the backup of bills that you probably don't even know. Yeah, even Barkley, Jared Stidham. Everyone is getting paid more than Cam Newton. And and even uh, Carolina Panthers, his former backup. Um, oh yeah, Brandon uh, Allen or something. Yeah, Brandon Allen. And finally, if you're murdered in the United States, there is one in three chances that police won't even find the killer at all. Okay, so a big news came out today. Some media are speculating that Messi is set to leave at the end of next next season. Do you believe them? I do not believe the news, but if it's time to leave Barcelona, it is now. I mean, if Messi wants to actually leave the club, this might be it. Because he actually sees the direction that the club are going to. So we we might go into uh, the power struggle as far as Barcelona presidents goes uh, for some segments next time. But today we'll solely focus on Leo Messi, one of the greatest. Uh, although I don't think he'll leave, but it's they say he'll leave end of next season. I don't think he's going to leave because he has too much to lose right now. Uh, he's earning a lot at Barcelona. His kids are there. His family is there, well settled, uh, and he's not known. He's not known as someone who travels a lot unlike Ronaldo he's too comfortable there and we have heard that speculation before and it's it's all the agent getting trying to get more money and or this time not more money but trying to get in better players and not Griezmann and there's uh, Barcelona are on a decline uh, especially after uh, selling Neymar they haven't been the same exactly I mean what a time to bail out if I were him I would probably leave but I don't know where exactly to go do you go to Manchester City or do you come to the MLS what do you do I don't think so. he's going to go to MLS. He's, he's still got three good years left in him. Um, if you watch Barcelona game, all right, that team is honestly a glorified West Ham. Without Messi, without Ter Stegen, the whole the, the game is crap. See, I, have, I have no see, idea. I, 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 see, I don't blame their defense um, because their I, defense has always been suspect. Uh, because like you expect all the attacking sides to have suspect defense, especially on the counter, except for a couple sides. But uh, their midfield link-up play, you know, Busquets, uh, despite being getting older, he's always been good. But the link-up play between Busquets and the front three has never been good, especially after Iniesta and Javi left. So the void hasn't been f- uh, filled, and um, it, it's it's a big issue. So I I don't think they're gonna fix the issue anytime soon, and uh, you know. Uh, revolving door surrounding the managers won't help. So it's a perfect time for Messi to leave, like you said. So, but I don't, I, I can't find a perfect team for him to go. How about Inter Milan? Might be a good move, but the system that uh, Conte plays might not fit Messi in. But hey, they signed Hakim, they signed Astraf Hakimi. Did you see? Who is that? Uh, Real Madrid right back was on loan at Dortmund last year, last season. Nobody cares. All right, here's the thing. Messi does not care about the system, all right? Messi is the system. So if he goes to Inter, Conte got to uh, play the way he wants. So. so I'm just trying to make the league interesting, man. I mean, if Messi wants, if Messi wants out, La Liga is dead. If he actually wants to compete, go, just go see Ronaldo. That, that would be one hell of a derby d'Italia, as they call it. Inter Milan versus Juventus, one of the most fearsome derbies in the world and the, and the best one in Italy. And... If Messi goes there, I'm watching it. And after two years, Ronaldo come to Galaxy and Messi can go to uh, LAFC. How about that? Dallas? Nobody cares about Dallas team, man. I mean, soccer, get out of here. They haven't won anything. Like, why are you making Dallas a good See, MLS team? We, we've been They're making not. conference finals lately. It's it's not that we're terrible. We just don't like to sign any players. Dallas doesn't even have the star power to actually 
gain someone like Messi. If Messi wants or Ronaldo wants to come, it's either Galaxy or uh, those big teams, man. Nobody cares about Dallas. Get out of here. I mean, you never know. Sometimes it's always good to have hopes. It's the hope that kills you. That should be the Arsenal slogan every time. <laughs> it really is. Talking about hope, do you have any hopes for 2020? Because we just started second half of 2020. The hope that I had for 2020 was already dead. So, no, nah. no changes here. No changes for me either this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm still doing my physiotherapy. It's frustrating when there's times where I have setbacks. And where I feel really good. And uh, hopefully I can be back uh, playing soccer by the end of this month. I don't think so. The team would really want you to come back. Uh, maybe for maybe to pull out some waters or hand in the towels. That'll be all right. Hey, I'm someone who would love to serve. So I'll, I'll be fine with that. What do you got, uh, what do you got going on for uh, next week? So next week, we'll move on to the NBA. The NBA oh, bubble is about to start. Go. Yep, let's go. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about NBA more than anything, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited too. Do you think Denver Nuggets have any chances? Uh, not after I heard Yoki got the COVID. But he'll be fine in a couple of weeks, man. Whatever. I mean, at least I got excused uh, this time if we lose. So, But uh, we'll, we'll have much more on the show and... Um, We'll discuss why Denver Nuggets also stand a very good chance of winning the the title this time around. Hell yeah! Did you did you did you see what Anthony Davis said today? The Lakers, uh, the Lakers NBA title chances are higher because of the long rest that they got. What do you mean? Just because of getting the, the, the rest. Smith? Because of the rest that they got, LeBron is like Superman now because he's ready to go. That's what he said. Everyone's ready and. Since they're playing lesser number of games, I, 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 I don't really fancy them right now. I feel like there's going to be uh, an outlier this year. Some, some random team is going to win the league this time. Denver Nuggets? Like I said, they, they have a chance. They have much better chance than if they had played the full season. This and much more on the next episode of the Proza and Avi show. Wait, are we, are we keeping that name? The Proza and Avi? Hey, um, I'm fine. But if anyone has a great name for it, name for the show... If anyone who knows us doesn't know us, that can find a really good name for us. We'll we'll be open to it. I was thinking dumb and dumber, but anyways, thanks for listening to us. This was the Pros and Avi show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pros and Avi. Till next time, goodbye. Var can go himself. <laughs>